0: guys if you have not signed up for wgt golf the golf game that is absolutely sweeping the nation you gotta sign up because this weekend we've got another tournament going off you can go against me adam vote eric you can go against all the dnvr crew on wgt golf so download wgt from dnvrgolf.com that's the link you need to download it from and if you haven't gotten into one of our country clubs yet You need to be in one of those to be registered for the tournament this weekend. So you download the game, you search country clubs, and then you type in DNVR2. DNVR, and then the number two, all one word. That's how you can get entered into our clubhouse to play golf this weekend. It's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. You can sip a Breck brew or maybe a Strava Craft coffee while you're playing golf. That's how I like to enjoy my rounds. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Remember, download WGT from dnvrgolf.com and search for the DNVR 2 (laughs) Clubhouse.
1: posted oh, out months months since the sad music has
2: come out oh, oh how man. the tables have turned oh oh no. we watched that video not <laughs> long ago with such joy with it's the so happy true. music with it's the lit so music. true we should have known i think we kind of did know we kind of did do. want to point the elephant in the room but uh if you don't know what you're watching this is the dmba show we go live every <laughs> week night at 8 p.m mountain time fridays at noon it's a tuesday night which means i'm your host tonight Brendan vote. not really sure what to do with this music and this energy No, nope, you, you just ride earth. it, you just <laughs> ride the energy it. man, it's not so, done above me, certainly bummed out like the rest of us, that's Adam Morris, Adam
1: I am bummed out, like the rest
2: of you Thanks, <laughs> can confirm uh, To the left of Adam, always practical, maybe he can he can walk us off the ledge here, it's Harrison Wynn.
0: I mean, fittingly, I had a terrible Peloton ride today oh,
2: Terrible <laughs> Should've known
0: <laughs> Yeah, fittingly
2: and a man searching desperately for light, only to find more darkness around every corner, it seems. It's Eric Weedon, also known as D-Lanka, what at a, the end of his rope.
3: Yeah, what a terribly accurate depiction of my life. I don't really appreciate that, but it, it's, <laughs> it's absolutely fitting. It's very apt. Uh, there's no light. There's only dark. Um, Nug life is here to stay. Let's go!
2: <laughs> All right. Well, to, uh, to cheer things up, to spice things up tonight's episode, we did... Invite another special guest. We're joined tonight, and we're very excited to welcome from Indiecornrose.com. It's Caitlin Cooper. Yay! Hey, Must Kale, a very yeah. <laughs> Caitlin, what's up?
4: Hey, good. Hey, Denver.
2: I this is the, probably here,
1: the most depressing way to welcome you onto our show.
2: But yeah, uh... we're usually excited and hyped, and there's air horns. Uh, yeah. Not so yeah. much. But how are you doing, Caitlin? How has Tuesday treated you so far? Today
4: is a weird day. You guys are tracking COVID tests, and I'm searching for secret power forwards that... Paul George recruited three years ago. Oh, that's so. right. That's
0: right. Oh. Did, <laughs> does... I see, did I see that you said it was Paul Millsap or was it, um, were you quote tweeting somebody that said it might've been Paul no, Millsap? No, no.
4: I was just assuming it was Paul Millsap because he said it was the best power forward. So I was like, well, that must yeah. be a free agent. Makes sense. Got that to... is the
2: best power
3: forward. What,
4: but what apparently great logic. He was talking about Anthony Davis.
2: <laughs> does, oh, doesn't yeah. it seem really? like Paul George's story has changed um, seemingly every month. Like every he time. Talks he talks in a lot of
4: circles. <laughs> yeah.
2: Wait, I don't know what you guys um, are talking about. What are you guys talking about?
4: He did a podcast and he went on it last night with Quentin Richardson and he said that in twenty seventeen, before he left, he had asked the Pacers to get the best power forward or he had recruited successfully recruited the best power forward. And the Pacers were like, No, we're a small market, we can't afford to do that and so he was like, Okay, peace out, I'm out of here and That's how it all went down, like contradicting the the gut punched narrative. So, but later on, like the Stars reporting, it was Anthony Davis, which I don't understand at all. So, all
1: right, there's zero percent chance that the Indiana (laughs) Pacers said, "You know what? No, we're going to pass on that. We're good. We're good. We'll
2: just let Paul leave." He He probably was on their roster in
4: 2017. I do not know who they were trading to the Pelicans.
2: That's what I was going to ask. With two
4: years left on his contract, like it's pretty much Miles Turner, Monte Ellis.
2: There um, you go.
4: Yeah, That's I bet they're enticed by that. I bet they're like that is too good to pass We should that. fire
3: up the trade machine and see if that works. Are there any
4: um,
2: <laughs> Are there any Paul George stands left in Indy, or is that has that train left the station?
4: It's a thin crowd. It's a thin crowd. <laughs> I mean. I, I don't know. I mean, I'd rather take it this way. I, I I prefer that he told the Pacers that he wanted out. They got two All Stars in return, so yeah, that's better yeah. than a ghost written letter as a consolation prize. <laughs> Gordon Hayward left the Jazz. So.
2: <laughs> There's going to be a lot of small market energy. And yeah, small it's market the smallest tonight.
3: of energies tonight. I can't oh, wait. I can't
2: wait for it.
1: I'm <laughs> you, this is part of the. This is part of
2: the show. Is the Pacers are
1: the Nuggets of the East? That's my opinion. Yeah. that's my take. So they their sister. Teams and cities.
2: We'll, we'll spend a good amount of time talking about the Patriots tonight, but this is a nugget show, and, and we, of course, have to open the show um, addressing Ugh. the big, big news from about five hours ago. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted Reporting with Windhorse ESPN. Nugget star Nikola Jokic tested positive for the coronavirus in Serbia. Kale, his, that was
1: your cue. I'll, I'll get it. I'll grab it. And his it return to the U.S. is temporarily
2: delayed. We'll do it live. He's been <laughs> asymptomatic since testing positive last week. That line support, and I'll repeat it. He's been asymptomatic since testing positive last week. <laughs> Jokic is expected to be cleared to travel to Denver within a week. Um, I'll start with you, Adam. On a scale of 1 to 10, how surprised are you by, by this news?
1: three i mean yeah. when it had, when the news hit the hit i was like you know taken aback i guess because it's a little bit of a like oh my god there it is it became real but let's be honest guys he went to serbia he first of all he flew to Serbia he traveled internationally he was at this arena which other people have all <laughs> tested positive there had been like a bunch of people tested positive no mask hugs we, we saw that behind the scenes we we're kind of like my god man like i i know all these players have been out, and not everybody has been sheltering in place and, and, and avoiding everything. But when we saw that, my personal opinion was, I would not at all be surprised. So when it happened, I would say very, very mild surprise.
0: Wind? Yeah, I, I'd say maybe a little higher. I'd say like a four or five. When the Djokovic news came out Tuesday morning, like that's really when I was like, alright, maybe we're going to get this news later today. I mean, they were sitting on the bench together at that exhibition game. They were sitting right next to each other. Uh, they were hugging each other. So, I mean, when I saw that, I was like, okay, we're probably gonna get this later today. Um, But I still feel like there's a lot of like sticker shock when players are testing positive. And starting tomorrow, because today was the first day where NBA teams were testing um, all their players uh, for coronavirus and an antibody test. I feel like that sticker shock is going to go away because these are going to start rolling in. I think starting tomorrow.
1: It, well, and I'm surprised that the, that this leaked today because that, to your point, tomorrow I do expect there to be a handful of of, of positive tests. So why did it get out today? Where where Jokic now takes center stage, mm. and and you know all attention is on him. I think that's a little bit weird.
3: It's because of the, uh, Djokovic news that came first, and then it was like.
1: You think everybody? They were yeah, it was like
3: okay, Serbia? like yeah. I mean, I think it's like once that once that dam broke, it's like all right. well, also if
2: Wo- if Woj wants to be the one to break it, how long does that stay secret in Serbia? Yeah. So maybe that something yeah, he had that's
3: it, true. Yeah, so
2: I'll, yeah uh, I mean... I'll
3: I'll go to me on this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I give I give it a, a seven because I was uh, I, the the de- uh, denials not just a river in Egypt. It's also a place that I like to live more often than not, and so I was not allowing myself to even entertain the idea that my beautiful baby had, could be tainted in any way. And then when it happened that you just get that hard rush of reality. Well, I mean, i not, not you, I obviously you, all the three of you are rational. I'm talking about me, yeah. my reaction, like I, and it all came down like a ton of bricks. And I was like, Oh no, the darkest timelines upon us, but I was overreacting. So I don't know what we'll, we'll, but I, I, I was, I was shocked cause I wasn't ready for it.
2: I chose to react to that video with excitement because it's just been so long since we have any. There was good news <laughs> in 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 the way Jokic was presenting himself. But oh, he looked thin, yeah. I think the reality is, like, no, for sure. he's also, like, a, a kind of, like, when he's feeling jovial, he's kind of a handsy dude. Like, he oh high-fives, he hugs, you know what I mean? He gets close to guys. And just watching those videos, you're thinking, well, once the, the news broke of the, of the first positive re- result from someone that was there, it kind of felt like it was a matter of time. Caitlin, about, do you yeah. – oh,
1: I want. God. I wanted to know because we're all in the thick of this, but I wonder what Caitlin thought of it when she saw it. Because I'm guessing you haven't been obsessing over Jokic's like weight and appearance and and like where he was physically on a map. But when you heard it today, what, what was your thought?
4: I mean, I follow you guys, so I knew that he had been over there and that he was skinny. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, two yeah, Suns players tested positive today too. I think that got released right. like a few hours ago. And I missed it. it.
1: I did not know that. Yeah,
4: and then I think that didn't Woe say that four people from a Western Conference team tested positive yeah. as well? I mean, that right. could mm-hmm. be those. It could be Denver or it could be Phoenix, mm-hmm. I guess. But
3: this is just going to pile up. Every team's going to have at least one.
4: Well, I guess my overarching th- take is I'm just, I just don't want there to be any long-term effects and obviously yeah. just hope that everybody gets healthy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Whole That's the scariest part. Yeah, that's whole the whole
0: scariest part is- about this, I think. We, we still don't really know what the long-term effects are. Like, yeah, uh, most of these guys are asymptomatic. Most, if not all of them, have been asymptomatic. They seem to have recovered fine. Um, but we don't know what the long-term effects are going to be down the line. So it, it's scary.
2: Yeah, it's not something to be too flippant about. You know, you just don't you don't want to be like, hey, it's. Gr- I'm glad he got it because that means he'll probably be immune during the tournament, right? This Maybe, is a human yeah. and, and not a basketball. Right, even if you were following that logic, you just want to be careful because – You don't want anyone to test positive for this when we know so little uh, about what happens next.
1: Um, I am curious if this is how it's going to roll out, though. So you just mentioned that they said some Western Conference players because obviously people have been a little bit different about protecting their own privacy. Some people come out and said, oh, yeah, I got it and want to talk about it. Then some people don't want anybody to know. So I'm really curious over the next two days if we hear so-and-so got it or this team had so many players get it or just – 28 players tested positive and we're not going to tell you anything about which who it was or or, or what have you I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how the nba handles that but it's not just the nba we know this leaks get out of people that didn't people didn't want that news they didn't share that news personally with somebody but it got out somehow to somebody that shared it so i think that's another piece of this that i'm I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how it unfolds
2: for those curious the exact tweet um the other roach tweet we're referencing as coronavirus testing for players heading to orlando starts today Teams are bracing for significant numbers of positive tests. One Western Conference playoff team had four positives in the past few weeks, per sources. Full training camp start on July 11th at Disney. Wind, I don't know if you've done the math on that. I don't. I don't think that's the Nuggets, right? I mean, we we can't know, but um, no. well, what, I don't
0: know. I don't know. I, I think the concern <coughs> is though, they're testing players every other day. Uh, that that's mandated by the league now. The workouts um, are still voluntary. But the guidance from the league is, yes, like, you're supposed to be quarantining in your houses, like, during this time between now and July 7th through 9th when teams leave for Disney World. But, you know, there's no way to really enforce that. So, yeah. Like, guys are still out. Guys still could be catching it and bringing it to a team facility the next day. Great. That's scary because if it gets inside a team facility, you know, that could pile up as we get yeah. closer to July 7th. Well,
3: and don't forget Michael Malone had
0: coronavirus.
3: Like, we don't know who, right. he, who he came in contact with and um, when, yeah. what that timeline looked like. It is yeah. I, mean, I think That's
4: they the... said that the Phoenix players were at the practice facility, didn't they? Yeah. I think that and... was the report out of the Arizona Oof. Republic this afternoon.
0: And they had to shut down the yeah. facility they were using. Yeah. Wow. Well, Major League Baseball, Charlie Blackman,
1: as well, oh, we just, just found out. Cool. I mean, that one just came across the wire, so all these leagues now bringing people back and testing, I think it's going to be uh, you know, there's there's going to be a lot. I think the next two weeks we're just going to have this reports is, across all leagues. All and teams. Th-
3: specifically for Denver, we have now Von Miller,
2: Charlie Blackman, Nikola Jokic. Oh wow! Like, this yeah. is like our Mount Rushmore. All yeah. Wow. To wow. Oh wow!
1: I didn't think of that. So, so
2: Wyndham, talk to me like like I'm a Nuggets fan who who is in panic mode and doesn't have the information. What what comes next? What what lies ahead for Jokic and and sort of what does the timeline look from here to your knowledge?
0: Well, he, he's still in Serbia. And like Woj tweeted, um, th- this wasn't something that happened like today. Uh, he got the positive test last week. So he's been quarantining in Serbia for uh, like a few days now. I don't know the exact time frame. But, um, I mean, the Nuggets are hopeful he'll be back in around a week. Uh, he'll obviously have to test negative in Serbia before coming back here. Um, but, you know, maybe a week until he gets back to Denver.
1: And this week was all individual workout things. Not, I'm not trying to diminish it because, again, we have no idea what, when he returns or even if he returns or what have you. But if it was the 14-day mandate that the NBA had said, he would be back before the team assembled as a team. I mean, the, what he would be missing at this point is probably pretty pretty, pretty
2: minor. But, again, yeah. we have no idea. Yeah. Right, or if he's even going to feel up to yeah. participating in an endurance sport. But then, again, he's asymptomatic. So, yeah. Um, we got some other news today, guys. I'm loading this tweet here from a friend of the program, Ooh. Dave Dufour of The Athletic. Oh, there's so many slow. friends. I don't know if you can notice. You, you, you almost don't even have to load it, to be honest. Schedule release is now scheduled for for a Friday night broadcast on ESPN, <laughs> per sources. So those schedules are not confirmed, guys. Um, we, we sort of joked about that last night. Really? But a broadcast show, I guess we're that starred for content. Yeah, Uh, we are absolutely that starred for content. (laughs) will you watch that? Will you watch an ESPN show that tells you what the schedule is?
4: I watched the horse tournament, so I'm thinking I'm probably going to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes. i mean I'm, I'm not super excited about this schedule release i'm like at a five probably
1: <laughs> you know what that's what everybody else was yesterday five. Yeah, yeah. all right that's everything it's rounded up in in the i was a ten. Five's this, now a 10. this is yeah. content
0: baby this is content <laughs> well I'm it will ten. be now
1: with all the te- actually having a, a show while maybe tests are coming out i like know it's, it, that's
0: going to be really really uncomfortable if they're going to get a screen, graphic though. together and everything
4: if they're having a show, though, this suggests to me that it's going to be slightly different than what the schedules we already know are. Because yeah. if we already know what the schedule is, why do we need a, a program?
3: Is it? Do you think know? it's more just like uh, what days everything are happening? Yeah. That'll before, I mean, it's like, going to, to be, to be the time a slot? Yeah, that's true. Hmm. <laughs> Can't wait to find out. <laughs> it's a hard thing
2: to react to, too, because we also, like... Maybe month. Maybe when the season was still going, you could look at like the, a certain amount of games and try to predict how they're going to go. But we still don't know how each team is going to approach this. What type of players they'll be bringing to Orlando. Whether these will be sort of tryout games, right, for for guys like Wind alluded to, or teams bringing their best talent and compete. It's like difficult to even look at this and say, okay, this is good for the Nuggets or this is good for the Pacers. You know, yeah. I just feel like we have no information at all right now.
1: Well, should we try to pick things up in a segment
2: too? Let's go Let's yeah, go further
1: yeah.
3: down.
2: <laughs> well, let's 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 go into a break. We'll reset the <laughs> energy. Look there at this. Look at right. the That's energy. Those vibes. Let's oh, talk God, about it. It's like, loud. loud. Let's go back and talk vibes. about our
3: fears in life. <laughs> there we go. Well,
5: Make
1: if you like
0: guys to want to take the uh, edge off, pick up <laughs> some <laughs> Mile High City Copper Lager from Rec Group. You can't miss it. It's got nice. that Nuggets uh, skyline blue with the Nuggets logo on it. Get it from Davidson's. There it is. Oh, look at that. There it I'm is. a edgy, Beautiful beer. Pick it up from Davidson's or Breck Brew itself. Uh, Davidson's has curbside pickup and delivery. Uh, also, check out the Jokic Pack, the 15 can sampler from yeah. Breck Brew as well.
1: Nobody's calling it that today. <laughs>
3: No, not. <laughs> yeah, this, uh,
2: this brew is uh, its clean. This brew has tested positive
0: or
3: negative. Or deliciousness. So, right. yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, also, guys, golf is here. Of course, we got another full weekend of golf ahead of us. Even though the trophy is reserved for the winner, the big cash winnings don't have to be. The ad to the excitement, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with a sign-up bonus for up to
1: $1,000. Who's playing this weekend? Do we know? Like, is it – it's like – I think I saw it was called, like, the Safeway Open or something. (laughs) Wasn't that – I don't know. Is it, like, the big names? (laughs) And when I say big names, I only know Tiger Woods. I don't know any other Wow. Uh,
0: I know the (sighs) – I know that one in Phoenix is coming up, isn't it? Like the one, that just the party. Probably.
3: Come here for all of your golf info, guys. (laughs) I'm not
0: sure of the tournament this weekend. But there is a tournament this weekend, and you can bet on it, with DraftKings Sportsbook. So, make sure you download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign up bonus for up to $1,000. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out with a sign up bonus of $1,000. Just enter the code DNVR when you sign up only at DraftKings Sportsbook the Traveler's Championship.
3: Much different than the Safeway Open.
0: <laughs> well, you know, maybe I didn't fully fact-check my uh,
5: notes
2: here. Adam, he's a big golf guy, but not that bigger. He's, he's just literally he's a, turning he's a, into a bigger golf guy.
3: He's more of a tall golf guy That's you know, with, with very little knowledge.
0: Very tall. Not uh, golf- yeah. Finally, must be 21 or older. Colorado-only bonuses comprised by first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Each up the 500 bucks. Deposit bonus requires a 25-times playthrough restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com com slash for come details. Uh, what was that? He's I talking mean, to his daughter. He's talking I, to his daughter. we to talk about a big golf guy.
1: We have uh, my uh, daughter running uh, around. A golf oh, that's good. So this will,
3: uh, go in, to, go, to, go uh, take that to daddy's car. Yeah. yeah, keep her away
2: from the
0: SUV. Uh, gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Make sure your daughter hears that. Uh,
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Let's talk about some
1: pacers.
2: Yeah, Man, I, I feel silly so, now. I'm so glad that music came on. Segment one was depressing, but we have um, an actual basketball mind with us here, guys, so... We Let's talk, do? About, let's talk about actual <laughs> basketball.
3: you are talking about me, yeah.
2: No pressure, Caitlin, but that is <laughs> it. It's definitely not any of us. Um, so just generally speaking, sort of a big question I've asked kind of anyone who, who covers a certain beat or can offer insight into the perspective of a certain team going to Orlando. How is Indiana looking at this? I, are they... Believing in themselves and their ability to win a title, are are they there to to gather some more data and maybe answer some key questions as they head into the summer? What's just sort of like the realistic perspective on, on the Pacers' path ahead?
4: I think there's a lot they need to glean from it, but I don't know how much you're going to actually be able to glean from this. Like, mm. I think they need yeah. to actually get a settled feeling on how the Turner Sabonis pairing is actually working in a playoff scenario, because that is evidence that they have. Um, it hasn't been great against the top six teams in the Eastern Conference. That net rating's pretty dicey when the two of them are out there, but they need to see how that's going to be, whether they're playing Miami or Philadelphia or Boston. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just don't know how much to take away. I mean, they don't have a lot of data points in general because their starting lineups play less than 100 minutes together. Right, yeah. I and mean, wow. they've had so many people in and out of the lineup, so I don't really know what to expect from Victor Oladipo when he comes back. If he comes back, I mean, he's apparently on the fence about even playing, so hmm. – or at least going to judge out his knee. So that's
0: do you the think big he should come back?
4: Um, I mean, he's going to be in a contract year, so I can understand if he wasn't super, mm. super thrilled about it. Yeah. Um, he had other setbacks after he came back from the knee injury. He had swelling. He had an ankle injury. He had a back injury. So, I mean, big picture. I would rather that he's healthy and he comes back next year than he goes to go do – whatever this turns out to be, I don't <laughs> really know. I
3: know. I know whatever this is, that's where, that's where we all are.
2: <laughs> so it's it's not sounding like you're viewing this as a as a title they can mess around and steal this year.
4: Um if they're on Milwaukee side of the bracket, I would say no. I mean, most hmm. definitely no. I don't think that's a ma- that's not a matchup that worked particularly well for them. If you mean, look at Milwaukee's eight losses, that's pretty interesting because other than when they lost to the Pacers, when the they honest, only have wow.
0: eight losses,
4: I'm yeah, They all definitely have something in common. Other than when they lost to the Pacers when Giannis was out, all of those opponents made 15 or more threes on over 35 attempts, mm-hmm. which is not something mm-hmm. the Pacers are going to do in a game.
5: Uh,
4: and Sabonis hasn't been great in those matchups because Milwaukee's so great at taking the rim away, so that's been tough, kind of a tough matchup. And then. When Miles Turner's out there, he's never really getting to pull Brooke Lopez into space. Like Miles Turner's at a stretch five, you'd be able to pull him around from the rim, but Giannis is always guarding Miles, so and there's just cross matches at every position and then you're playing in a track meet with the team that's best at being in a track meet. So <laughs> I don't have really high hopes for a Milwaukee matchup, but I don't think there's other teams that are just gonna like blow them away outside sure. of Milwaukee. Like I think they can hang and make those series tough with most of the other opponents.
2: You referenced that, that Turner-Sabonis pairing. Mm-hmm. What isn't working? What does work? I mean, it, to, to me, my outsider's perspective is both short and long-term. Indy really wants that pairing to work, right, to, to, to be the best version of themselves. So d- does it, to your, to your uh, um, estimation?
4: Just for, like, a little bit of background. Like, last year when they headed into the season um, – McMillan was basically like, well, they're both they're both fives. Like mm-hmm. we're not gonna be playing them a lot together because they're both fives. Okay. And the minutes that they did play together was mostly just an attempt to get Sabonis extra minutes on the floor. So when they were out there, they were not really running Taylor-made sets for two centers to be on the floor. You were not seeing a lot of horns or a lot of role replace, and and quite frankly, you still don't see a lot of that. But um, I would say before this hiatus took place, it was probably looking about as good as it has looked just because they were experimenting with a couple different things. Like instead of being really strict with the matchups, if they're playing like at Dallas or Milwaukee, Miles Turner was guarding Giannis or Miles Turner was guarding Mm -hmm. um, Perzingis, even at the risk of displacing his rim protection, just because that was the better matchup. And Miles had good possessions there. Um, they were finishing games, which for the most part at the beginning of the season, you would not see them on the floor together at the end of the game. That was usually Sabonis, and they'd play smaller. And sometimes they'd switch everything with like a Justin Holiday out there at the four with TJ and Malcolm and Jeremy Lamb and now Victor. Um, so. Yeah, they, they had a really good play where they ran roll replace at the end of a Portland game and finally, you know, they're both involved at the same time. But I'd like to see them be moving more at the same time in equal opposite directions. More where it's more dynamic and you're stressing that four man as a tagger and you don't see a lot of that. Some of it's a case of Miles kind of knowing where to spread to and where to cut in the offense. This is the first year playing full time at power forward. Yeah. So there's been an adjustment period there. Which hasn't been without its hitches. I mean, he went on a podcast. He went on CJ McCollum's podcast, and it was it was kind of the weirdest thing. He said that over the summer, that the Pacers told him to work on his post game, so he was totally devoted to trying to work on post moves. And then when he showed up at summer league, they're like, well you know you're the four and we need you to spread to the corner and he's like but i didn't prepare for that so exactly how that got lost in translation is like completely beyond me because they knew sabonis was going to be a starter one of them was going to have to spread you cannot have two bigs in the paint at the same time obviously he was the more capable choice in that so how that message got lost clear until like december i don't really know but Hmm. that's the status of the pairing as we enter into the unknown
1: (laughs) how do you feel about each player i mean here in denver this has been a couple of years now, but you had Jokic and you had Nurkic. They were yeah. probably number one and number two in terms of prospects that Denver had at that point. Um, and it very quickly be, it became clear they had to trade one. If if pressed, what, what, how would you lean there? Like, who would you prioritize?
4: I mean, I think it really depends on who they'd be able to get in return. I think Sabonis hmm. is more central to, maybe more valuable to the Pacers, whereas Miles Turner might be more valuable to other teams in trade talks because they're going to see him as an easier fit. Um, My guess is it would probably be Miles that would be on the move if I had to estimate because Nate McMillan's more of a defensive-minded coach, and they have a pretty good track record of bringing in guys that don't necessarily have defensive reputations and making it work, whereas Sabonis is kind of – um, their security blanket offensively like Nate McMillan doesn't have necessarily the most creative sets in the world but you always have Sabanis as a backup run dribble handoffs or whatever like the highest compliment I can give him is I really can't name that many actions that do not actively involve him in some way shape or form other than when they would run like pick and pop with Miles or when they're just getting out in transition I mean that's the honest to goodness truth so
2: hmm. when you say other teams might see Turner as someone who's a better fit that's because of the skill set because he can stretch the floor a little yeah. bit what, what do you yeah. mean by that
4: yeah, I would say mostly just because of his floor spacing. I mean, and obviously his rim protection. I mean, that's that's not underrated at all. He's improved in that. Or, I mean, not overrated at all. He's been he's improved in that over the last two years, definitely, with just not getting knocked off the scent as a role man. He doesn't. He's not the strongest at defending his own position against more imposing big men they've definitely struggled against like in in the past he tends to pick up fouls pretty quick but as a pick and roll defender he's great at swallowing up those actions and getting back his closing speed to the rim is is pretty absurd i mean he's a guy who can literally go out and hedge and still get back and get a block so mm-hmm.
2: from the nuggets perspective it's a bonus that scares me that dude is a beast very <laughs> be sure. few
1: <laughs> players that play like jokic like out duel him And because usually like if if a guy gets the better of him, it's usually a bad player that's like super athletic. So it's just somebody um, that he's not necessarily concerned by. But that Rashawn Holmes has like really destroyed Jokic a handful of times or Willie Colley Stein. It's like clearly Jokic is he can destroy this guy, but the guy's just working a lot harder. It's rare that a player that has sort of his similar skill set sort of out Jokic is Jokic. But Sabonis, I believe, did it twice this year. Once his first triple double of his career. And then I think the first time they met, they matched up. He had a nice
5: game.
4: The second game, definitely. I mean, actually, both games were pretty interesting with the pick and roll coverage. But in the second game, I mean, you guys were missing a bunch of starters. I think I don't. I think you were down like that two or three. Right. I don't think Jamal Murray <laughs> played. I don't think Gary Harris played. Yeah, that and does
5: sound right. Yeah.
4: I don't remember. I think another person didn't play too. But um, yeah, pulling middle on his uh, on his pick and roll possessions out of those blitz traps didn't work particularly well. I mean, that's how the Pacers kind of made leeway there was getting doug mcdermott in the corner and that's what you give up with the blitzing coverage so but in the first game it was it was actually the reverse of that because in the fourth quarter which i don't know how much they actually run murray jokic pick and roll but they ran it a ton against the pacers in the fourth and they just completely shredded them i mean if you go back and watch it was like seven possessions in a row where they just scored out of shape shifting murray jokic pick and roll so
0: yeah, they run it a lot. Yeah, they yeah. run it a lot of those. A lot. Yeah. <laughs>
1: what, the other big question for when I just look at the roster, Brogdon and Oladipo, um, mm-hmm. we don't have a ton of data points on how those guys look together, okay. but um, just kind of what's your take on, on the two of them? Because they both are making a lot of money. They're both very good players.
4: Um, yeah, they still need to sort some stuff out, I would say, definitely. We're just You can tell that there isn't a lot of continuity there between actions where it's a little bit more your turn my turn and just kind of settling out those roles because i think brogdon you get a little bit more as a passer in terms of levels and spots on the floor that he's going to find whereas with victor um you're just getting more dynamism obviously but um malcolm's three point percentage has really plummeted with the pacers this year and that's in part because he's having to create more out of the point guard position rather than getting spot up opportunities that he might get out of victor's gravity but you've definitely seen the loss of milwaukee's gravity from the switch to where he is with the pacers but i mean he's been really good on pull-up twos so which is kind of a key part of what the pacers do a lot of the time but i just like to see him have a little bit more we're all four of sabonis brogdon miles and victor are are involved at the same sure. time whether it's running stampede actions or whatever it may be where you're flowing in from one action to the next and they really haven't had any opportunity to work on that i mean i mean like i said it's less 100. Yeah. Yeah. i mean it might even be less than that just on the four of them because brogdon had his quad muscle injury here right before the hiatus occurred so
0: it's crazy because the Nuggets starting five has spent so much time together um caitlin what are your thoughts on um your boy? Uh, yeah, Who was I? Who Justin Holiday. Just remind you your sorry. boy is. <laughs> I've been trying to get Justin
5: for
1: you, but I was like, you know what? I'll let Wind do it. I know. I know. I've been trying to get uh,
0: Justin Holiday to Nuggets for years. Is he the most, or one of the most underrated players in the league, or is that just me?
4: No, Justin Holiday is delightful. Like, he definitely ooh, has reason to be ooh, like, delightful.
0: delightful.
4: <laughs> yes, uh, this is the description I always give for Justin Holiday, which I don't know how much Nugget fans are going to be familiar with. CJ Miles, but
2: of course, before
4: <laughs> before He's Paul George, yeah, before Paul George was out. Uh, right when he came back from his injury, I mean, there was all the debate about whether Paul George was going to play at the four or not. And C.J. Miles kind of volunteered himself at Tribute to play four, and it did not go particularly well. He got worn down, and it kind of made his three-point percentage go up and down. Justin Holliday comes in this year, and he's he's been the actualized version of what they needed C.J. Miles to mm-hmm. be like two or three years ago. He plays the four off the bench for the Pacers with with Sabonis kind of acting like the through line for that unit. They have like run the most like lyrical swirling offense. It's it's delightful with Justin Holiday out there. <laughs> then they come out and sw- they can do they can do switching lineups. Like the only downfall is he does get like he's going to get back down by bigger fours. They give up some stuff there, not necessarily out of post ups, but out of rotations out of post ups where like you know you're going to have to sink in and then they're giving up offensive rebounds or whatever it might be. But Justin Holiday was, I think, the second to the last person they signed, and he's might be their most important like free agent. I well, that's like not just, true. Malcolm feel obviously like you is. I just
2: wrote but... a Justin Holiday piece on our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> really I know.
3: <laughs> we'll send you the transcripts.
2: Caitlin, I have an unfortunately open-ended question for can, you. Can uh, we go to the oh. some
1: questions real quick first? Sure. Um First, we have uh, yeah. Let's get that one. Oh first. yeah. And then uh, I <laughs> <laughs> we got a handful of them here care to comment anybody i
2: guess the brendan sure sorry, that one's a, sorry. <laughs> i don't even remember what i was going to do now i had a pretty good segment Did I really and you know had an
4: open-ended question yeah because oh, yeah, i'm yeah, not yeah. good
2: at asking questions but hopefully you'll get what
1: I'm well, actually i do want to ask for. one and this one might oh, be painful damn. honest yeah. question this might be painful who would you rather have right now heading into the bubble doug, doug mcdermott or gary harris
3: oh god
4: oh wow that, that is kind of a tough one i mean what I, is wrong with gary harris this year I we, need to, help to know the answer question. What <laughs> is, I can't answer this completely without this. I mean,
2: worth noting, he he looked like he was trending up towards the end of the season. <laughs> mm, the last four the, games, he really—he's rounding
0: into form. If <laughs> you <He> really <laughs> cut off the basketball, Kevin
2: Pritchard. <laughs> Pritchard, he's you still
0: know, the I, GM in Indiana. I think yeah.
3: that I I think I would rather have Doug McDermott just so I can make a Doug McNuggets shirt.
1: Oh, that would be a good one. You know, this is the craziest thing. The reason I asked that, obviously, is because they were traded for each other on draft night. And never has a trade, like, been universally said, like, Nuggets won. This is a 10-0 to trade. Like, oh, my God, they killed it. And now Nurkic is gone. He was part of that trade. Gary Harris isn't that great and very expensive. And it's like, wow. The Denver. He isn't that great. Five five years later. I mean, look, I, I still. I know this is crazy. This is probably Stockholm Syndrome or you know, something crazy, but I kind of still believe in Gary. I still have like this oh, little bit I of hope that he's shot. still believing. You, you have a little bit of a feeling.
5: Right? Yeah. I, don't have, <laughs> I, just, I do
3: not have there's, a feeling. There's, there's a feeling going feeling. at least through this top row up here. Uh, Me and Harrison are starting that off. But
1: I've just <laughs> never seen a trade that was so like grade A. And like now, five years later, it's like,
4: well. Oh, maybe
3: (laughs) it's Mark. Satisfactory.
4: satisfactory. I mean, my Doug McDermott take, I guess, would be that um, he has a a definite wavelength with Sabonis off the bench when they're running handoffs. They have great chemistry. Um, But in a Mm. playoff situation, I wonder if a team is switching or jumping off to his right hand when they're coming off a handoff, which you can see this at times. Is he getting his shots off quite as easily? Because he's more of a guy that he's great at coming into three off of motion. Rather, I mean, he can hit spot up threes too, but really, he's finding his footing coming off like a wide pin, going from left to right, or whatever that might be. So I think that you might be able to negate some of what he does because he's not super like gonna put the ball on the floor off of a (laughs) off of people jumping off to his strong hand. But at the same time, like a year ago, they would like Sabonis would get. People pulling middle on pick and rolls, and then they didn't really necessarily have somebody to throw the ball to like they did against Denver in the corner. They have Doug McDermott, so I, I count on him as a reliable three point threat, which is something the Pacers would need. And hopefully, he can keep up the momentum that he had before the hiatus started and that carries over. So, I, I, I mean, I don't feel bad about having Doug McDermott.
0: Yeah, he, so, he, sounds like a, uh, a that sounds like a one shot situation to me. That's what okay. that sounds like Well, to me. Me
1: and I still believe in Wancho. So me I mean, yeah. I Minnesota by the way, <laughs> all about my Minnesota fall uh people I follow are just like raving about Wancho. They're digging into the numbers and discovering what we have long known, which is that Wancher doesn't always look great, but he always bumps the team up. He always makes them look, he always makes them better. Um, let
2: it go. I, let yeah,
1: go. I'll never let it go. But, but I do have a question for you, Caitlin, here about the future, because I think this is the most interesting. I've said, I think... Oh, the,
2: you stole my question.
1: Well, I'm gonna, you were gone. I've been be trying hour. to ask this question for five
5: minutes.
2: Alright, go for it. I'll let you do it. No, no, I, I already admitted mine's not really well formed, okay. so you got, you got it.
1: Well, I just <laughs> want to know who's closer to a title, and you can define that however you want, but just both teams have really good teams that nobody takes seriously. Are either one of them close to a title? And, mm-hmm. and if so, who's closer? That was better than mine. Good job.
4: <laughs> I just want you to know that I toiled over this question for quite some Ooh. time today. Oh, okay. So I blame you for that. You knew While was I was coming. trying to track down secret power forwards, you were distracting me with <laughs> um, ceiling questions. I mean, I have questions about the Nuggets in order to answer this question. Okay. Like, what is what is the plan if Millsap and, and Grant are both gone.
2: That's a good question. That is a phenomenal oh, question. I wish I had a good answer.
1: You know what I actually think? <laughs> my 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 personal belief is that the Nuggets would try to get a one-year deal with, with Mason Plumley. Some, some type of short-term deal with Mason Plumley where they feel that they could trade him and use that as a stopgap to try to make a plan from there. Michael so we're Susan, talking
4: double centers.
1: Yeah, but that lineup in a regular season has been very good. You you don't have two years of data that it's actually a very strong lineup for a bunch of different reasons that I've laid out before, namely offensive rebounding, and it really works with how Jokic plays. But it isn't a long-term solution, and it's certainly not a playoff solution. But it might be a, if they if they lose both Millsap and Grant somehow this summer, they are in a world of hurt and would have to make that sacrifice as a stopgap. That
0: would be stunning if they lost both of them. That yeah, be that's that's the real answer. <clears throat> they, would they would just go
3: blitzkrieg for uh, Bertans, right?
0: <laughs> there's really no reason they would lose both of them because they could give the necessary money to one of them if one was like they I would overpay for they would overpay yeah.
1: if they had to what, what be it Millsap or or and, Grant
2: and the Millsap thing doesn't really have to be danced around I mean maybe he changes his mind but he's been very open about his desire to come back so that that is expected but you know that's yeah. they, DeAndre Jordan changed <laughs> his mind after being locked in a house so I guess <laughs> right.
3: and also like what what does Millsap look like next year I mean <clears throat> not getting any younger
2: i'll
1: tell you another solution here is that michael porter ends up playing a lot of power forward i mean this is against everything that we know about malone but denver if we recall 2016 that team the december 15th game featured uh danilo gallinari and wilson chandler they played small and their offense was incredible for four months now their defense was horrible but that might denver might be placed into a position where either they start that or they just play that lineup with Jokic and Porter at power forward and just try to outgun people for 10 minutes a game while they mix in other lineups
4: yeah I mean we're basically talking about making the jump from good to great which is a pretty difficult like I think that's the case for both teams so and the other thing that's interesting is both of them both of these teams for whatever reason never get to the free throw line and take very few threes and I have yep. questions about the ceiling of that in a playoff situation as I yep. do with the Pacers. Um I have some how dogmatic are the are the Nuggets with running their blitz defense? Like do they ever adjust that or is it pretty much set that that's what they're doing?
1: No, they adjusted a lot. And actually it's different depending on the personnel that they have on the court. So they'll play Plumlee differently than they'll play Jokic and then they'll adjust it also by which guards they have out on the court. But
4: that that makes me feel better. So, yeah, I mean, I think both of them are pretty good positions. I mean, some of it, this is a total cop out, but I feel like I need to see how this playoff situation. No, seriously. Because I I need to know how volatile Jamal Murray is going to be. I need to know what does Victor Oladipo even look like, like, in yeah, play, I mean, I don't I don't know that I would necessarily be concerned if Victor's still not himself in these playoffs as much as I would be if it's like this time next – well, it wouldn't be this time next year because it would be free agency. But <laughs> midway through the season next year, if he still looks like that, how he's kind of been over his first 12 or so games here, and then kind of where the turner Sabonis situation's at. I mean, the Pacers, I feel like, have quite a few tradable contracts that if they weren't super set with where they are at the end of this, that they're – I mean, Kevin Pritchard's been pretty good about keeping the books clean, so – Mm. i don't know i feel like i i feel like i could go either way i'm totally copping out of this question <laughs> are the Total pacers in,
2: in in any sort of like like are, is the timeline kind of neat do you know what i mean and do they have a lot of outs like you just said there are some tradable contracts like for some teams it might be like for philly for example they got to get this done in a year or two or that right maybe blows up so where is indy in that regard
4: I mean, I definitely think they need to get out of the first round of the playoffs. They haven't been out of the first round in like five years. So, I mean, and obviously you're on a timeline with Victor. He's in his last year of his contract, and who knows, like the Miami are apparently informing people that they're going to sign Giannis and Victor Oladipo. So,
0: whatever cap <laughs> rules they're
4: using to accomplish that. And
0: Millsap that apparently. Yeah, too. apparently
4: that, that's <laughs> all down the pike in a year from now, Victor and Giannis um. both play.
1: Well, that would be miserable for everybody. This is,
3: <laughs> the small market energy is flaring up. I love it.
2: <laughs> what is the biggest myth about the Pacers? So, small market energy question. We, you, there's a lot of takes on the national perspective that fly around about the Nuggets. I, I might point to maybe Jokic's weight being a concern when, when at times it actually wasn't. I, is there something the public gets wrong about Indiana consistently in your mind?
4: Hmm.
2: Just if there's not, not an season,
4: answer. Um, yeah. It's on this season alone?
2: yeah, this iteration um,
4: I think I saw it was on one of the segments on ESPN I don't know which it was I want to say it was High Noon which I usually like but I think it was High Noon They're discussing the Pacers and whether they were contenders or pretenders. And, like, one of the arguments for this is, like, well, their other players are Sabonis and TJ Warren. I'm like, but Sabonis and TJ Warren are good. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that would be my biggest take. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people question Sabonis being an all star, but I'm firmly in the camp that Sabonis should have been an all star. And that's not just me uh, doing a Pacers take. Like, that was a spot that I think he definitely deserved. So,
3: I love that. I love uh, basing an entire, like the whole way you feel about your team off of one segment that aired one time on it. <laughs> it, was just like one national, it was just like the
4: one national pick I could get like, to, I
3: mean. Yeah, the, the, the show been themselves. There
4: has a lot of national coverage of the yeah. up until the last dance. That was the most Pacer articles I think I've ever seen published in a week's time about the 1998 team. A team that occurred 20 years ago, there was a lot of articles written about them.
3: <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm yeah, sure you'd sure. ask Bomani; he'd be like, "No, I don't even remember talking about the." <laughs> <laughs> There'll
1: be no no Bomani slander on, on this show. Eric. Come on now.
3: That wasn't in slander. I'm just saying a it's small market energy. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, when uh, I know brother. what that yeah, I know what that music means. Uh, so, guys, I'm a couple weeks into my class at MSU Denver Online. I you were going to your spin cycle class, your Peloton class. Yeah, I don't, I don't like. That
3: you're it, like right. Yeah, I don't like that you look better through your Peloton and you're smarter through your uh, gaining tons classes.
0: of knowledge <laughs> over the summer, thanks to MSU Denver Online. But it's awesome. Uh, my teacher's been great. It's been super enjoyable. I don't know if I was going to like it, like being back in school after a while, but it's been fun. And uh, online classes, if you've never taken one before... I just think the technology now and the teachers that MSU Denver Online has make it really easy and a great place to learn. Uh, So if you are a first-time freshman looking to go to college and get an undergrad degree, maybe you're looking to finish up your degree, uh, maybe you're looking to get a second degree, a master's, check out MSU Denver Online. They got tons of classes, awesome professors like Dr. Travis Heath, who we had on our podcast two times, a recurring guest. Oh. On the DNBA
2: show. Friend of the show. Travis, he may be the only person in the world who tweets, and I'm like, oh, nice. New
0: Travis tweet. <laughs> like, yeah,
2: it just warms your soul. It warms your soul on.
0: Yeah, but you can take a class taught by him. Uh, so check out all their classes, msudenver.edu online. Maybe take one this summer. Is that it? That's it? That's
2: all you got? All right. We're out of the read.
0: well are back into the
2: basketball. And I know what we're going to talk about, guys. Isn't that Don't, exciting? I'm prepped. I'm ready. I'm prepared. Caitlin recently released on June 19th an article on uh, IndyCornRose.com titled, An Analysis of DeMontis Sabonis Doing Point Guard Things. First of all, I love that (laughs) title. Um, Second of all, we can relate to this. This is one of the reasons why I think we like Sabonis, um, why we like watching the Pacers. Big men doing point guard things. That's kind of our jam in Denver. Um, That is our jam. Of course, in Denver, Jokic has the keys to the offense. It's a full green light. So where does Sabonis sort of fit in in terms of how prevalent his playmaking is in terms of what Indiana is trying to do? And, and, and does it seem to me like that that's a growing thing, his role as a playmaker?
4: Um, yeah, I definitely took over a big time this year. I mean, in the first unit, he does a lot with um, everybody's favorite topic, screen assists where he's he's, we love screen this was my other bonus article though is about the nuance of screening I mean he's definitely prying people open whether it's Brogdon or whoever in the first lineup and then the second lineup he's doing a lot more with dribble handoffs with their array of shooters so he's the through line for both the starters and the bench but I mean if you look up on uh oh, what is it, tracking data on NBA.com. Like, if you look at who the top passers who record the most passes per game, it's Jokic, Ben Simmons, and Sabonis. So definitely has a prominent role there. Um, his touches are pretty close to being, I mean, of, of the centers, it's second to Jokic. So yeah. definitely prominent.
1: Looking at the I've, numbers I've had... preparing for the show, I uh, I was a little surprised at just how high, because I obviously knew the skill set was similar, but <clears throat> the average was a lot of assists. I don't want to say the number yet because it would give away a game, but... No, um, but, but it was a lot
4: Yeah, that, that even upticked a little bit after the All-Star break I want to say that was pretty close to why, Should I say the number? I probably shouldn't be
1: Do you have and it memorized?
4: I, well, I mean, after You're the All-Star be, break I'm pretty sure it was close to being around 6 But
1: Okay, well I didn't get that specific with these
0: <laughs> It's a daily show, Kaelin I only prepare for so much um, I do have this theory, though, that's backed up by no data I haven't researched it But every time Jokic brings the ball up the floor Something good happens Huh. I, I, from the eye test, I, I come to that like conclusion. An that's that's <laughs> yeah, so Something something good seems to happen, and I think a lot of it is just uh, it kind of throws defenses off a little when your center brings the ball up, and that's probably a little of what happens when Sabonis brings it up, right?
4: Did you read that article? I'm asking. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay.
4: Okay, you definitely read it. Okay. Yeah. We're ready so we to go. My recommendation would be if you ever want data on whether Jokic does this or not, just don't. Just go with whatever your gut instinct yeah. is, because that was the most like painful process of anything right. I've ever written. That was like two weeks of time. Like I know people that are listening to this don't care about the writing process, but I must reveal this what? anyways. Well, I asked
1: her actually when we were on here. I was like, she, I was like, how does the she have the data on just those specific ones? Because I don't know how right. to sort it. It sounds like you sorted it individually. <laughs> did
4: okay. you look yeah. at every defensive rebound? Yes, I watched all, every defensive oh rebound, just like love it. You oh, know, hundreds love it. upon hundreds, to see if he put the ball on the floor. And then I marked all those. And I had to go into League Pass and watch what happened after all of those. And then, and then,
2: what did the data tell you?
4: <laughs> yeah, and then just my luck though, one of the games was missing. So I had to email League Pass and say, please put wow. this game back on. Wow so then by the time i got back in that was three possessions so basically what the data (laughs) says is to make a very long story short basically what the data says is that it wasn't like a great number (laughs) off just his individual offense, but when you include his passes, it was better than what they were getting off of just like any any missed field goal that the Pacers were getting in transition. So they weren't necessarily playing faster either, but I felt like when you watched it that they were moving the ball better whenever whenever he was out there in front. Plus you're not taking time out for the point guard to dribble it up and enter it to Sabonis at the elbow and then launch into a dribble handoff. He's literally just bringing it up, making contact with a dribble handoff straight off the gate and then they're flowing and making passes out of that. Um, his handle definitely needs to develop if they're yeah. going to be doing this a lot. That's what you'll see in the article, That he's very left-hand dominant and this is the case in the post too. Like he needs to develop his right hand because if it's somebody winning a strong hand, like wrapping it behind yeah. his back or or whatever yeah. you'd have to do to maneuver in traffic, what got, it gets dicey. So it's definitely a mixed emotion play, but I, I love watching it. Like It's I, also I'm, 37, I'm 37
1: pro it. possessions, right? Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's enough that four more possessions, the data would probably change at least a little bit. Right. Not to say right. that it's not meaningful, it's just that right. it, it's still very really rudimentary. He
2: does have some of those clips still a little bit of like a bowl and a china shop kind <laughs> of feel, right? It's like a hold your breath and cross your... The, it, it's all there, but I think... Dexterity is the key word I feel like you referred to in that piece. Right. He's a little lacking oh. in that department. One of the differences I feel like between Sabonis and Jokic. Sabonis is certainly more athletic, Jokic a little more graceful, a little more fluid. I love
1: it. He's the only only player in the NBA Jokic is more graceful <laughs>
5: if that's the case.
4: Um Overall, I mean, the the one thing in the post, I think he's going to be mauling opponents a little bit more in the post because of what I said before. He's going to go – Jokic goes over both shoulders, and Sabonis, like, I think he was like 8 of 22 total this year on righty hooks. Mm. Like, he's just not going to go to his right hand that often, which he's strong enough that he generally doesn't get forced to have to use his right hand. But if you watch opponents, like, when they played the Bulls and Thaddeus Young, who Sabonis played with for a lot of years, knows what Sabonis' tendencies are, and they're scheming to sit on his right hip so he can't turn middle – it can get a little bit dicey where I, I kind of wish that the Pacers ran a few more split cuts to get guys open out of post-ups because one of their best play types is when he's passing out of the post out of a double team. They score really well out of that, out of, out of spot up attempts. Um, Another thing is you're never probably going to see Sabonis operating out of an inverse pick-and-roll situation where he's the ball handler, where sometimes I think you get those kind of magical possessions with Jokic, where he gets to be the ball handler and create out of that. Sometimes,
1: honestly, it's like increased so much now that it's, I would almost call it a frequent play right. they don't always result uh, in a shot a or whatever but it's just set. they they run it a lot
4: right yeah. and then you'd, you'd probably get some more out of drives there too which is just going to open his passing up more which which the pacers don't do a lot of with sabonis though they probably could because he's experimented a little bit more with using a keeper when he's on the left side of the floor which i like seeing but and then Jokic also just shoots threes like sabonis basically does right. yeah. two yeah.
2: awesome we'll young players two players that are very very fun to compare and so what's let's just do it let's flesh out the comparison oh, let's do Come on. the newest oh, show the newest game sweep in the nation Jokic oh, no. or Sabonis oh my um, goodness Caitlin this cable. is very very complicated so I need you to listen very carefully I'll only explain it once we're going to ask you um, who's leading in which category and then you tell us mm, okay Did you got all that
4: I, I looked at this like a week ago, so I'm hopeful that oh it, like my, my memory isn't going to be terrible. Well, here's what we're saying.
1: I don't know. Vote. I didn't explain this to you, so maybe you don't know. But this is actually <laughs> both their age 23 season. So yes. for Jokic, it was last year. For Sabonis, this year. Oh, okay. Well, Did you then, look at yeah, that. Probably, no, I didn't.
4: I didn't. <laughs> I'm all yeah. up now. I don't know gonna what is like happening. Such a fool.
2: Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. And if you get even
3: one wrong, we'll just absolutely trash you. <laughs>
2: all right let's uh let's bring that graphic up then. i'm ready to go well do it doesn't hang it? it like oh, doesn't it doesn't. <laughs> yeah well okay, okay. it so, not do everything right first category minutes played age 23 season caitlin the floor is yours
1: who oh. averaged more
2: bonus is music. it i think
4: the so bonus is at like 36 or 37 so i i I'm going to go with Jokic because I think he's probably in the games late. And in o- I think the Denver's played probably more bold. overtime games.
2: They bold. The reveal.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I
5: Should wasn't
1: even
4: right on Sabonis' minutes. We they, yeah. yeah, that's incredible.
1: 35 is quite a bit. You the need to thing about Jokic, and this is part of like his per-game numbers, which I think are like 22, 11, and 8 or something, which is
0: incredible. But he doesn't play. He plays like the fewest. Minutes of a superstar in yeah. the NBA, and the Nuggets would probably even like to play him slightly less than they do. Just the well, this is a season. complete
4: departure. Then I should have guessed Sabonis because you, yeah, the Pacers gotta, were you... getting blown out by the Heat by like twenty points, and Sabonis was in with like. Two oh
3: minutes. yeah, you got to write another uh, uh, email to League Pass. You need obviously you're missing some <laughs> games.
2: I am. <laughs> Next category. Oh no! Three point attempts. Who averaged more oh, in their age twenty three season? Oh either? boy!
4: Yeah, that, yeah. This is yours.
2: Okay. Good job, good job, good job. Cool. Very good job. What a smile, what a guy.
3: 1.1 per game. That's very
2: yeah. impressive. <laughs> Any chance Sabonis develops that aspect of his game, or is that probably unlikely?
4: Well, he wrote He wrote a diary on Pacers.com and said that his dad told him he needs to work on his three-point <laughs> shot. Right. And every summer, though, there's a video of him shooting threes in an
1: open game <laughs> oh, <okay>. every
4: <laughs> summer. There's one, one
1: of
3: on JaVale one McGee, side. too, just so you're... <laughs> yeah. JaVale, oh, JaVale <laughs>
2: McGee's video the other day was an all-timer. I love so, how Jokic doesn't even bother with the summer, but we don't even get those. We no, no, don't know. even see him. See. No. No, he's just gone.
4: Well, in Sabonis' defense, I think Tim Li- Team Lithuania posted this video. He was shooting threes with Valanchunas in an empty gym, and it was very telling of how many threes he would take this year, clearly. Uh. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, those videos are always very informative. Next okay. category. What is next? <laughs> Three-pointers mean. No, three-point percentage. Oh, three-point percentage. Yeah, Do bet. not yeah. get this wrong, kid.
4: Sabonis is at like 25%, and I'm going to guess that Jokic <laughs> is at like 31 Yes. Well,
3: that was uh, uncomfortably correct. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I dominated that one.
1: That was, uh, that it. was frighteningly
4: accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing holding basketball. up on my screen. So that... Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, that was impressive. Disturbingly accurate.
1: <laughs> I think Jokic, here's my take, guys. I think Jokic is going to be a 37% three-point shooter for the next, like, five years. That's my do you
0: Do you think, though weight loss will help his shot at all
1: somebody put somebody like dm'd me this saying that like um it, it, it's been proven that lighter weight makes people like easier for more
0: repetitive motion or something like this i was like i don't know if this is if this a mean, true we, thing the only we thing do know I, that the one year he was skinny he shot really really well and the only thing i'll say is if you go back and watch the film from his first three years his shot was a lot quicker the release is more compact I, I feel like smoother. we can figure this.
3: We can figure this out on our own. Pears, what are you? What are you currently shooting from three? <laughs> <laughs> Does he take
0: Week the one into peloton, <laughs> they actually put the rims back up on. He, uh, he, he almost okay. never so shoots it. from the corners.
3: Yeah, yeah
4: I mean, right I was thinking, normal. when would he ever have an opportunity yeah. to shoot from the corner? But he would be getting easier ones if he was shooting.
0: From he, the he actually is when the, uh, when the Nuggets' offense goes wrong. He's shooting from the corner. <laughs> right,
1: usually. they do have like the, just this one play they run for him where he's in the corner as a spot up guy. It's like the only time I, they use him as like a, as, as that. Um, he actually primarily. Shoots from the exact center of the quarter, the top of the key, so right. um, not even the wings.
2: Let's go to the next category, friends. Oh boy. Ooh. Two point attempts. Oh. Whoever's more.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it's the bonus just because he's never taking any threes. Yeah.
2: Jesus.
1: Just deduction. Very close. <laughs> <laughs> but, very, very, but very close, yeah. So obviously, Jokic takes more shots overall. Um, even on lower minutes. The real one, though, is the next one. Oh, boy. Well,
2: then, um, well then let's just go to the next one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Two-point What are we screwing around for? Let's get there.
4: Two-point percentage. It's so a bonus because his mid-range is kind of propping up his field goal percentage this year. So I think this is going to be close. I'm going to go with Jokic.
1: Look at this. Wow. She's right. It was so close. I didn't this even call is... it. It's a tie. It's a statistical tie.
3: This is literally yeah. disgusting. I this can you're the like, <laughs> with you. Not only are you right, you're so right. It's making the <laughs> question whether or not Adam set you this graphic. I have to make up
4: for how badly I messed up on the minutes question.
3: Yeah, yeah. you really look <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Adam. If that's really lingering in everyone's minds. <laughs>
4: I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna wake up thinking about that. I, I, lived, I didn't know how many minutes they played.
1: It is interesting, though. Honestly, like the field goal percentage. You gonna do the next one? Actually, I guess we could talk about it after this. Effective well then, field. let's do
4: that.
3: Yeah, let, let's let. us let have another one. Next category, exactly right. Effective field goal percentage. Oh. Ooh, weren't ready for that one.
4: Now I should be looking at what numbers we just looked at. I mean, I, I <laughs> guess it's gonna be Jokic.
3: It. it go
1: ahead, there, Kayla. They're actually, like, uh, pretty tight In your again. face. They're, uh, they're so close, though. Again, we're within half of a of a percent here, which is, to me, I find that so fascinating that both guys are basically equally as efficient. That is
0: fascinating.
1: <laughs> well, I guess that was interesting. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Glad that was, that was interesting face. to you. It was A real
3: me. think piece, yeah. A real,
1: a real thinker. <laughs> um, all well, right. Then well, well,
2: we'll just move on. Seems okay. Like Free throw attempts per game. Who averaged more free throw Ooh. attempts?
4: I think this is Sabonis. Sabonis so seems to be a bit more physical. Yep.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah, for sure. Um, You mentioned Still it, barely. the weird thing about Jokic, we've talked about this on the show. He draws an enormous amount of fouls. There's none of them are shooting fouls. Yep. And right. he's really good at like drawing off ball fouls and, and doing weird little things up top that draw the foul, but he's never, never like on the block. The other so, thing when is that, he,
0: when he's setting a screen, he's amazing at just like, flopping just enough to get that <laughs> call when the guy the other, runs into him. The other
3: thing is that uh, refs have stopped calling anything for Nikola Jokic unless he's, like, literally tackled. Like, his arms just get slapped and slapped and slapped. They're bright red by the end of the game. He gets no calls. because is it it's a hot... Too- I was going
4: to say, this reminds me of like the most epic moment from a Pacers Nuggets game where Jokic got ejected and Thaddeus Young was so like lost his freaking mind over it (laughs) that he tapped the referee on the butt in celebration (laughs) of
5: the
1: ejection. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. That That was pretty funny. (laughs) Jokic can be annoying at times. Let's not lie. Let's not kill ourselves. (laughs) Next one is free throw percentage. Oh.
4: Yeah, that's going to be Jokic. Sabonis had like a rough 2-month stretch there.
1: Ooh, yeah. 72%. Yeah. That is kind of low. Um, I guess not for a center, for a typical
3: center, but Are we are we going through all of these Were there five more? <laughs> We've only I'll we'll go quickly here. Reb- <laughs> rebounds.
4: Rebounds is the bonus. I was very surprised I, by I that. I was You're shocked right.
0: by this looking I, this up before.
1: This this was the this was the one that really cuz Jokic rebounds so well, but yeah, Sabonis a
2: monster on the boards. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 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 This is a very hard one. Assist, Assist, assists. Yeah. Average more. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to
4: be Jokic by a little yeah. bit. Oh, Isn't that surprising?
1: To, to, to I'm Luke counting Luke that to being Five wrong. assists, yeah. <laughs> I would be really surprised The bonus five assists, man. I, I, that's really impressive. Can I – you guys, I really want to share a hot take now. Are you oh guys ready boy. for this? This, is, this right. is a pretty spicy one.
3: Everyone gear up.
1: I think Jokic is the second most influential player in, to enter the NBA in the last decade. Oh. N- number one being Steph Curry. I think Jokic, and I know this is it's a, it's a five out of five peppers when, but, <laughs> until you actually think about it. But listen, I, I'm not trying to take anything away from Sabonis or any of these other bigs who have sort of operated out from the, from the top of the key or whatever. But Jokic started doing it. It was very effective. And I think a lot of players have followed suit. And I think if you would have said five assists per game from the center position like six years ago, that would have been like a miracle. Like, oh, my God, he's one of the best. We don't. It's barely even talked about. I think we'll see more and more players that do it now. Not everybody will be at the level of a Sabonis or of a Jokic, but I just think you're going to see more and more players that they try to mold into this. You can make basic reads in the handoff at the top of the key, and we're going to try to build that as a skill set over your career. Second most influential player. What do you think, Caitlin?
4: Who do I think? No. What, or, do, you, what, do, you what do you think of this well, in the same same take? Think about take? You oh, don't, don't have, have to be take. nice. So you can. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we uh, prefer if not. Bam is kind of right there too. When you think about 100%. It. He, he operates a lot he's out a of the elbows spy. too and making passes. So, I mean, I don't know how much the bonus directly is influenced by Jokic. There's definitely comparisons, but I mean, I, my guess is he's most influenced by his dad. So, well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about a player's skill set, yeah. how they developed, yes. But when you talk about an NBA team saying, and well, "What's, what's going to
4: be trending?" Right.
1: What are we going to trending? Like the same thing with Steph Curry. Was Damian Lillard a great three-point shooter because of Steph Curry? No. But did he right. start taking eight pull-up three-pointers a game? because... Because of steph curry yes almost certainly somebody had to do it and do it effectively for everyone else to say well let me try doing this and i think it's the same not just for a player but for a team when they say why don't we bring our center off the block up to the top why don't we have them do these things and you just see it you mentioned uh bam you just see more and more guys doing this we even andre drummond was doing this this year and he was right. there's no way he was practicing that five yeah, years mean,
4: ago you could probably say carl anthony towns maybe just a little bit too no i to the same extent but yeah yeah i mean i don't think it's a bad take yeah, right, yeah.
0: i think, you, you, you I think, I think you're right take. on i think you're right
2: on to
3: be I i'm to sold be on this take thank you guys yeah. see it's a miracle <laughs> all right we'll fly through these
2: last ones i'm just trying to wrap the show up um, <laughs> steals last quarter of steals who averaged more in their age 23 season caitlin
4: jeez i don't know i'm thinking Sabonis bonus has like not many so i guess i'll guess Jokic out of having no clue Jokic,
2: is steel master
1: Oh, big master! Wow. Jokic Incredible nearly double!
4: Incredible hands! <laughs> Incredible
1: hands! Soft hands. Um, blocks. Miles yeah.
4: is blocking every shot in sight, and Sabonis has no <laughs> wingspan, so I'm mean, guessing it's Jokic. Ooh. Like, this
1: it's a real a, This is intensity. low. V. Jokic yeah. doesn't
0: block many shots either. I'm curious to see this.
1: Go for a kill. Blocks. Yeah, they're oh. Racking many.
4: them yeah. up. Racking them up. <laughs>
1: Rim protectors. Then, of course, points—the big one. Yeah, that's
4: oh Jokic is at what, like twenty and Sabonis is at what, I think eighteen. Eighteen point yeah. five. I
1: think mean, minus yeah,
4: yeah,
0: there you go. What? So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> a phenomenal performance. It was wow. like wow. historic. I'm just glad Fun. like that I don't have to
4: assist and be a lifeline for somebody on the climbing steps. Yeah. Oh wow.
3: Very impressive.
4: They, I don't want him to miss out on a is. prize because of uh, <laughs> like, prize for my performance? Yeah,
3: absolutely.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes.
3: absolutely not. Come on, we don't oh, no, do no! Her, her prize we is my undying respect. <laughs> That's true.
1: That's mine as well.
2: Huge That prizes
4: all of your retweets on all future articles.
3: All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's, just a, it's, it's, it's a blind retweet. It doesn't even matter what I write. It must be retweeted.
2: Done. 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 I can do that. Hey, huge shouts to Caitlin Cooper of com. Thank you so much for joining us. Great stuff tonight. We appreciate you.
4: Thanks and for listening thank- to me, Denver people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. And thanks to you Denver people for watching, listening, commenting. We'll do it again tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Until then, take care, be safe, stay sane.
0: I know going to the dentist is one of the more excruciating things we have to do in life, but you might actually look forward to going to the dentist if you go to these guys. Green Mountain Dental Group, located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. If you sign up for a cleaning, x-ray, and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, they will give you a free... Sonicare toothbrush this might be the best promotion that one of our partners does and trust me we've been with Green Mountain Dental for a while they've given away a lot of Sonicares they keep doing it because enough of you guys are going there it's a great deal it's a great offer an electric toothbrush leads to a healthier lifestyle leads to healthier teeth hopefully it leads to you not having to go to the dentist as much in spending a lot of money there in the future so It's a win-win. Hit up Green Mountain Dental Group, schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam today, and they will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush.